I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 433rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my uh, very alive co-host. <laughs> uh, we've got we've got the fluffiest whimsicott. Totally still alive, guys. Hi. Yeah, yes, totally. Uh, and then we've also got uh, the uh, the Southern Belle of Puckle, uh, Seth Vilo. Why, hello there. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I came up with that, and in the moment you picked up on it. We're good friends, Seth. I like it. Absolutely, it's called Yes and for a reason, sweetheart. <laughs> well, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Uh, standing, of course, for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that we came up with in the year two thousand and seven, and that is our royal way. That is royal we. Um, it, so in uh, so at my at my parents, what they do, um, they have this inside joke that they have now. Ever since like my brother moved out of moved out of the house, um, mm-hmm. they've got this thing where if they say like the royal we, like oh we took out the bushes in the front yard and like moved them when it was like my dad did it or something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> what, what, they'll, what they'll do is what what will happen is one of them will will take their take their fist and like smack it over their heart. And then go, we. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. <laughs> so it's become this great inside joke in the family. It's it's just fantastic. I love it. Um, so anytime, anytime, like anytime, my wife will say something like that, like, "Oh, we should do this," and I'm just like, "You don't know how to do it," and I'll go, "Like, we will do this." <laughs> they should just add the people and be done with it, like complete the it joke. Was, it was just, it was hilarious. So, uh, but yes, uh, welcome to the show. We talk everything Pokemon from the training card game to the video game. And I guess mostly video game today, probably. Um, it, it, we, we could probably talk a little bit trading card game today, actually. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have some thoughts there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we, we talk everything. It's just a good time. Welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back. If you're old, we're just, I'm, I'm excited that you're here to share this experience with me. Uh, I'm turning well, into Mr. Thank you. I'm, I'm turning into Mr. Rogers now. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for being here and being yourself let's take I a moment to Mr. reflect Roger- <laughs> i only know mr rogers from like gift sets on tumblr and that's <laughs> enough to make me love him the uh the movie that came out with that recently uh i forget what it was called exactly it was it was a biopic with tom hanks playing mr rogers oh. um and it, it was very good i went and saw it while it was in theaters and it it was good in the sense that like it really captured Mr. Rogers and like what that was about because Fred Rogers was just like an amazing person in general. 
Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. like he definitely had issues. Uh, like he he said he had issues, and he's like, yeah, but I'm human, so everybody has flaws. And he just he was just like the most pure person that ever existed. Yeah, I, I, I like- read something. I read something once about how he edited everything that was said on his show. Yeah. He did. Like 17 times, there was like a 17-step thing that they did to every single sentence that was said on this show so that it was appropriate for every child in the audience and it always had like a positive message. And it was just amazing, like the most thoughtful person ever. Yeah, and they had this one scene in that movie where like, um, where uh, Rogers is talking to the reporter that was trying to do the story on him and... He was, uh, he, he, they were at some like Chinese restaurant. Mm. Um, and he just says, you know what? Let's just take a minute and be quiet and just be with each other and then just kind of oh. listen to the world around us. And then they did that in the movie. Oh, and like, hmm. and like you just sat in the theater like in silence for like a minute. Wow. And it was, it was incredibly powerful. Like it was, it was crazy. This movie. Yeah. I forget what it was called. It's out now. I think, I think you could watch it now. Yeah. Um, it was very interesting because, like, it was all about. It's based on a true story. Um, like a reporter did a story for it on Mister Rogers. Um, he this reporter was actually very well known for doing takedown pieces of um, of like celebrities, mm-hmm. but he, but he couldn't do a takedown piece of <laughs> of Fred Rogers. Nope. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about Mister Rogers' neighborhood. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, talk about Pokemon and uh, and uh, and our our existence in the Pokemon world. Uh, so have you guys have you guys been doing anything interesting in in Pokemon lately? Um, it's been a while. Well, not lately because I can, I can um, understand. work. Yeah, uh, because yeah the when world... you do the job I do, it, like you're still very lucky, but you get very busy. Let's put it yes. that way. Yes, um, <laughs> that is true. So the the last interesting thing that happened to me in the world of Pokemon is when I was still doing my Whimsilock, I actually got such a series of catches in the first few routes in generation one that i actually got a pikachu in viridian forest Ooh, that was cool lucky lucky. i hope i can get back to that sometime soon (laughs) (laughs) oh that is cool what about you seth how's your pokemon journey been going in these past few weeks it actually hasn't been that long since it's been been going hasn't been that long yeah it was Fairly recently. I guess the thing that I'm doing now is just kind of looking, trying to look ahead for the next card set that comes out. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, basically this particular format has kind of been canceled because there's no events until the next set is already out. That is true. So um, I'm looking at that, trying to plan my decks out, tearing apart some old ones that just were outdated anyway, and getting ready for Dragapult to be my main deck. So I'm excited. Ooh, we should talk about this later because I I, yeah. I I have a feeling that there's some content that you and I could be working on together, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. wise for this. And I think it might be worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. Um, we we can talk. We'll talk. Um, <laughs> and but uh, myself, I um one I beat Pokemon Mystery Dungeon GX the story. Um, I, I should start that. God, so this. I've I've been so like I've so this is the first mystery dungeon game I've ever completed. Like let's throw that out there. This is the first one I've ever completed. Like the story of. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I was always intimidated by playing mystery dungeon is because I really have a thing when a Pokemon spinoff game does not uh treat Pokemon the way Pokemon should be treated. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like <laughs> it, it, the big the big thing is like evolution. Um, like. 
in the in the story of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX, you can't evolve Pokemon no matter what level they are, or if you meet the meet the requirements that you would in the traditional Pokemon game. And it, I knew for the longest time that if you beat the story of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, that you could unlock evolution and you could evolve yourself and your partner and like all of the other Pokemon you recruit. And for me, I'm just like, but the story, like that's post game. And so for me, I'm thinking of like a traditional Pokemon game in terms of length and being like, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of game to play without being able to like evolve or anything. And it turns out, um, I have been incredibly wrong for like the past, at this point, I think 14 years. Um, (laughs) and the, the story is actually, um, relatively short. It's maybe like 20 hours at most. Um, really? yeah, and it's, it's very short and then there's a way more game to go after that. Mm. Yeah. So you can kind of evolve at the 20, mo- 20 hour mark basically yeah, is what pretty you're much. saying? Uh, you could probably, if you really wanted to like min max it, you could probably do faster. Uh, okay. You can I'm used to do time and sky and I think those might've, I, I don't know for certain, but they might've maybe been different. You could evolve they other things, been. but you couldn't evolve yourself. That See, was that's better. That's fine with me. I'm okay with that as well. Like I, I can understand the lore between me not being able to evolve, mm-hmm. but, uh, or at least the story requirements for me not to evolve. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's, it's in the same way that when I play like old school fire, Emblem, I'm mad that I can't promote Elliewood um, until like the story requires him to be promoted. And and that's a very deep dig that not a lot of people understand, but that's okay. It's like you're speaking a different um, language. Yep, yep. Sorry, uh, uh, my my knowledge of Fire Emblem does not go that far back. I think that's a game that has a lot of Smash representation. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That game actually has like zero Smash representation. Uh, the original Fire Emblem has like none. <laughs> uh, the original one in the U.S. I should say, which I think is like Fire Emblem Seven. So that one does not have uh, any representation other than like a couple assist trophies, uh, which is really a sad thing. Like I w- I expected there to be more Smash representation from like, oh, look, the U.S. got Fire Emblem than there was. Um, but I oh, think man, all of the games are made in Japan anyway. So I am hankering yes. for my 18th Fire Emblem character. That's basically the same skill set. So any. Oh, my gosh, get another. man. So <laughs> as a Fire Emblem fan, I'm I'm right there with you. Like, I'm not, I, like, with Smash getting so much Fire Emblem representation, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool if they actually picked, like, one of the cooler characters from Fire Emblem to do this with? Because they always just choose, like, the Sword Fighter Lords, and there are non-Sword Fighter Lords. <laughs> like, there really? are, yeah. So, um, in the game I was just telling you about, Fire Emblem 7, um, one of the Lords is an axe wielder. His name is Hector. Huh. And he okay. is he is one of my favorite characters in all of Fire Emblem. And I would love to see him have gotten representation. And like it would be a good way to incorporate more fire. Like if they need if they feel the need to incorporate more fire emblem, <laughs> you can do it through him. And then you get somebody without like the oh look, I have a sword. My side special is always a dash. My down special is always a counter. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they have Robin. Robin is slightly better, only because he's like half magic user, but he also still has a sword. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of Robin's thing. Yeah. Even then, like you could have gone for so. There's another Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn. This is this is a Pokemon podcast, by the way. Uh, there's a, uh, there's another one called Radiant Dawn, which is a sequel to, uh, Path of Radiance, um, which is the one that Ike is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, the main character in that actually is an Ike. 
It's another character named Micaiah, which is just like pure spellcaster. Hmm. And she would have been cool to incorporate too, but whatever. We only get the sword fighter kids. Um, <laughs> and on that note, we are done. Uh, <laughs> we are done. I've been doing that. I've been playing Pokemon Coliseum as well on stream. Uh, we have a couple more of those vi- uh, videos to put up on uh, YouTube for you guys later this week. So hopefully we'll get to that. Uh, it'll be really cool to do. Um, let's see. From there, though, I think that's it. And we do have some things in the news. So let's kick it over to the news and cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. The news has a lot of things in it. Let me tell you. Oh boy. So, uh, because this is the elephant in the planet, um, we have the we have a bunch of public health concerns going around across the world uh, for COVID nineteen, and it's impacting pretty much all of Pokemon forever. Um, so let's just break down all of the things that are being affected by it, just so everybody is aware and they know what's going on. But one of the big things that's happening is play Pokemon sanctioned events are canceled until May 14th. Like all of them. That means yep. there's no international next month, no regionals next in, with until May 14th when they'll reassess the situation. This means both TCG and VGC are canceled, um, which is very upsetting. But you can go ahead and uh, still play online, thankfully. I mean, we do have the uh, VGC International Challenge that's coming up online, which is very, very nice. I'm very happy with that. Cries in card game. Uh, yeah, that's the real problem, right? I think I, I think Pokemon or TPCI in general just needs to get a better card game platform. Yeah. In in my personal experience, because like I I the the what play like TCGO like came out I think in like 2011 or 2012, and has been pretty much the same monolithic uh, program since that time. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't really been updated. It hasn't really changed. And I mean, you have something like Magic Online for magic players and i heard that's better than tcgo probably um if they could do something like that for tcgo where you could actually probably hold some kind of online event i'd be totally down for it uh, the thing that i'm hoping comes out of this um and this is kind of like maybe my green light because uh sigma and i have been pushing for vgc to go online for the longest time mm-hmm. because i think one of the biggest barriers to entry at least in the vgc community is just travel funds and travel and time to travel mm-hmm Right. Because like if I were to go, let's say I wanted to go compete in a regional, I essentially need to take the Friday off beforehand. So I'm burning a day of vacation. Yeah. And then I have to go. Then I have to travel there, which is going to cost me. It depends on where it is. I mean, I could probably go. I can go to Fort Wayne and I can go to St. Louis without a problem from where I'm at. But after that, like I'm flying somewhere probably. And that that's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same with TCG. And, well, yeah, TCG. I, TCG, I think, is different because it's harder to do TCG online. I agree with that. It's physical items. You can't really do that online. Like, the difference between video game is I'm already playing on a video game system. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just do it over here? And then you can still stream the matches. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you can't do that. If Pokemon would put a proper spectator mode yeah. into into their Pokemon game, we're almost there, Pokemon. You're almost there. Um, because the one that they do have is actually very pretty. Unfortunately, you can only do it for local battles. Yeah, <laughs> which is very unfortunate. Like if they let you do a proper one, like Smash, it'd be great. But that's just that's just me. 
but yeah, right now that's one of the things that's going on. Um, Pokemon Go is also kind of getting crushed. Um, the Safari Days for both Liverpool and Philadelphia have been postponed indefinitely. Um, Abra Community Day last weekend was already canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, as an apology, though, you can purchase uh, 30 incense for a single coin. So you can sit in your house and play Pokemon Go. I think that was one of the coolest things they've done. Yeah. That was a really good move. I appreciated that. I, I think the thing that they did that was not a good move, I'll say it here in a minute in Pokemon Go, but uh, Ge- the Genesect special research begins on March 20th and runs through the 26th. Yeah, I wonder who's going to be playing that. Do you guys know that literally a guy got uh, like sanctioned for playing Pokemon Go well, in a quarantine in Italy? I saw that. Like, what the heck? Priorities, people. I can't believe they're doing this. Like, so it's $8 to get in on this. I think we can still buy it as of right now. I think you can still get in. But you have to, like, do a bunch of stuff. They say, oh, you could do it by yourself. It, you have to hatch eggs. You have to go out and walk to hatch eggs. It's, it's, uh, I, it, this is absurd to me that that's happening. Yeah. I agree. It's like every time I'm on Facebook and I see a Pokemon Go ad saying, oh, EX raids, I'm like, what are you doing? Cancel everything. No, so they've canceled everything except for this Genesect event. Yeah. Um, like, like raid nights have been canceled. Uh, EX raids are postponed until this is all over. Uh, but the thing that's really, that's, it, which is really surprising to me, I, I just don't know why they haven't been like, oh, let's get rid of this, you know, let's move on. Yeah. Let's just say, hey, let's push it back. I, I can't believe Niantic is hurting that much for money. Yeah, I would just say wait until April when Genesect will appear in EX raids. Just, just they, they got that. a lot of blow. They got a lot of blowback for this online too. If you looked at their Twitter when they were announcing the Genesect event, it's just full of people going, "Why is this still happening?" I mean, they're right. Like, why is this still like? Like, honestly, ugh, safety first. Just yes. Yes. Put everything non-essential on hold for like the time needed so yeah. that we can go back to it as soon as possible. Yeah. Like please. I would be more than happy to do this as soon as everything's like done. like if you're not concerned about the stuff you should actually be concerned about, like people's lives, at least if you're being a jerk, be a jerk in a smart way. Yes. You know? Yes. It, it it is very, very dumb. Yeah, so uh, Pokemon Go League has begun and is running the Great League until March 27th. Uh, when it will switch over to Ultra League. Certain guaranteed encounter rewards uh, happen, and you can also get a Steven Stone outfit. Cobalion can be one of these rewards uh, up until Monday when the show comes out. Um, Landorus will also begin being in raid battles, because those are things we should all be going to. Yeah. Uh, level 4 and higher beginning March 31st. Oh, and Battle League encounters uh, beginning March 31st. And it runs until April twenty first. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, Poco- I, like I, Pokemon Go is doing real good until this. Until that, yeah. It, it just it feels like uh, it feels like um, GameStop a little bit like GameStop. Yeah, and I feel it, but I mean, there's only so many things that you can't do with it, and there, I I don't know. It's it's a weird decision that they have to make. They, uh, it's a game based on going out and being mobile. So if you're Having to do that, I, I I don't know. It's a mixed bag. So, like, I agree with that to an extent. Uh, but, I mean, you could also argue a lot of people's jobs are, like, they have to go out and uh-huh. be mobile, and you shouldn't be doing that either, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's the, that's the reality that, at least in the U.S., they haven't faced full on yet. Yeah. But let's not get too much into, into, this, uh, into this. Just wash your hands, kids. Yeah. Please wash your hands. And do what you're told. 
and do what you're told. If somebody tells you to do something, do it, please. Mm-hmm. And care about care about others and their public and their and their well being. Please don't go party on Miami Beach. Okay, moving on. Version rare Max raid battles have been added alongside Gigantamax, Snorlax, Machamp, and Gengar in Pokemon Sword and Shield. So you can get Pokemon like Ndidi, the version exclusive forms, uh, Pissimian, Braviary, Corsola, and Darumaka in raid battles, which is really cool. And it's in the opposite version. Like if I am playing a, uh, I don't remember which version this is, but if I am playing the, if I'm playing Shield, I can get a Darumaka raid, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Which is really cool because in Shield you can't get Darumaka. Uh, naturally, you can do it from this raid though. So I, I think it's done very, very well. I'm very happy with this. Yeah, like if you can't go out and trade with your friends, guess what? You don't need to right now. Yeah, uh, and also for non-Gigantamax raids, all Pokemon that are three, all raids that are three stars and higher, the Pokemon is guaranteed to have its hidden ability. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that one. Yeah, it's actually really cool. So like if you're doing Pissimian, you're gonna go get you're gonna get Defiance Pissimian. If you get Braviary, nice. you're going to get Defiant Braviary. It's very cool. I'm very into it. Um, Sword and Shield also fixed a bug malici- causing maliciously hacked Pokemon to crash the game. Yay! It also seems to have stopped raids from crashing if a player is dropped, allowing AI to take over for the dropped player. Hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, Pokemon Dentistry Dungeon also updated on the same day and fixed an issue where the game would crash if you sent your party members home. Uh, Pokemon Home now only requires a complete Dex and not a living Dex in order to receive original color Magearna. Good choice on their part. Yes. Um, And then Twilight Wings Episode 3 came out this week. It was so cute. And all of those have been really good. And I I thought I was going to be upset with them only coming out once a month. But I think they haven't been to the extent where I'm like waiting for the next one. And then when they drop, I'm like, this is very pleasant. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel about Twilight Wings. Yeah, I go. This was this was very pleasant. I enjoyed that, and then I don't wait. And I don't need to wait for the next one. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there is some Pokemon Masters news, but I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, but in Puckle news, there's a few things. Uh, right now, we have two more giveaways for patrons for the shiny fossils. If you're at the ten dollar tier, you can get all four shiny fossils. And and um, if you're at the $5 tier, you get to pick whichever one you want. And this is also the final week of signups for the Prepare for Trouble tournament, the PFTT. It is our annual VGC tournament, though with them rotating formats, maybe we should have this more often. And we you can play VGC Season 3. Uh, the signups close on March 28th, and rental teams are allowed. So you don't even need to make a team. You can just borrow one. And the battle start the week of March 30th. So this is a great thing to do. It's a lot of fun. I really think you guys should come out and have some fun with it. Yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, I think it's definitely uh, worthwhile. So let's go on. And I'm going to make a quick plug. If you need help with VGC stuff, come listen to Battlecast that comes out this Thursday. We're talking it. It's like we planned this. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. And so on that note, let's switch gears and kick it on over to Puck- or Puckle's Poke Quiz. We're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Poku's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to talk everything from uh, Pokemon questions from our Discord. That's that's what I meant. That was the intro. 
That's the thing. And so, well, this is where your co-hosts are going to answer five Pokemon-themed questions, each worth one point apiece, except for that one question, question number four, that is worth more than one point apiece, depending on how badly they do. It could be two or three um, prior to that. Uh, and then, of course, they have a hint that they can use as a lifeline throughout the throughout the questions. But if they get all of them correct, they without using the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point. Which, uh, for a possible total of seven, they are in a race with their fellow co-hosts to 30 points. And because, uh, T Public is, uh, T Public, I've decided that they get $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. Whoever gets oh. 30 points first. Yeah. This is a much better prize. You see how no, everybody goes, oh, win. yeah, right. Now yeah. everybody's like, this is a much better <laughs> prize. Uh, I also use then it as I an excuse with my face on it. I've already got my tapestry. I use it, <laughs> I use it as an excuse so that I can also buy things from Pokemon Center at the same time. <laughs> uh, they, they then get the free shipping. Uh, but this segment <laughs> is always is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for everything. I guess nerdy now. It's not even just anime anymore. They just have a bunch of cool nerd stuff. So go go check it go check it out. And they're they're just fantastic. Especially people. now because so many cons have been canceled. Yes. Support oh my gosh, your that, pro- favorite artists that's by very buying true. their stuff online. That's very true. Because they yes, please go support them. We we really we really appreciate them and they are just some awesome people. Uh, on that note, though, if you guys are ready, I've got questions loaded up from our Discord, which is always in the show notes. So you can click on it and find the Discord by just looking at the Puckle Podcast show notes. Um, and you can join us and also drop questions and have a really fun time and try to stump the co-hosts. So our first question this week is from Sari. Which Generation 1 item, when consumed by a Pokemon, would raise a Pokemon's attack and confuse the user? This is actually a Generation <laughs> 2 item. Gene, right? The Berserk Gene, The Berserk Gene, correct. Yeah. The Berserk Gene is correct. You guys are one for one. Uh, so we've got a, another question then. Um, question number two is from Foxy. What is the only main series Pokemon generation in which you cannot receive a gift Eevee? Okay. Ooh. There's only one. That is surprising to me. I want to say it's Gen 5 because you catch it in Black 2, White 2, but I don't remember if you get a gift Eevee in Black and White. I'm trying to think. Um, well, you obviously wouldn't. Well, would you? Maybe post game. I don't know. Would you get it in black and white because of the pseudo reset? I don't. I don't know. Um, hmm. You can catch it. Did he? Did he say generation before. or a set of main games? Generation. There's a whole generation. Yeah. So one, two, and eight are for sure out. Yeah. Obviously. Well, three technically has fire red leaf green. So that's uh, also yeah. out. Nope. Yep. And so it's four. And well. you get yeah. one in Gen 7, I know. Okay, so we've got five and six. And I think... Uh, so you can catch Eevee in the wild in both of those generations. Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, 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 wait. Do you... Uh, you don't get a gift Eevee in the Hoenn games, do you? No, not the Hoenn. What? In the Hoenn games? No, I don't know. No, I don't right? Know. Okay, so we just need to remember if you no, don't... You hmm. Hmm. So I want to say that you could still get Eevee in Gen 5 before Black 2, White 2, 
which means there must have been some kind of post-game gift in black and white, even though I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, because it's generation as a whole. So anytime it, black and white two still fill, uh, checks the box for Gen 5. And part of me wants to say this is illogical a little bit, but because Sylveon exists, I feel like you would be given one in Gen 6. Ah, that is a very good point. I'm trying to remember, I saw someone do a Gen 6 challenge once where they were like only using gift Pokemon, and I'm trying mm -hmm. to remember if they had an Eevee in there. Hmm. I feel like 5 is safe. I, don't, I, I, don't. I feel like 5 is safer, yes. But we're, yeah. I mean, we might be wrong, but let's go for that one. Yeah, let's go with Gen 5. Generation 5 is unfortunately incorrect. The answer Dang. is Generation 6. Ah. Dang it. Um, eh, it at is, least we got it narrowed down. In Gen 1, you can, Gen 1 and 3, you can get it from the Celadon Mansion. In Generation 2 and 4, you can get it from Bill. Um, in Generation 4, you can also get one from Bead as well in Platinum, or Diamond Pearl in Platinum. In Generation 5, you got it from Amnita, the lady that ran the boxes in Black 2 and White 2. Uh, there's oh, no gift in Gen 6. Mushrooms. In Generation 7, you get it as an egg from Paniola Ranch in both Sun, Moon, and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because they're the same game. Mm -hmm. um, um, and then in Generation 8, you get the uh, you get the meetup spot Eevee that can Gigantamax, obviously. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that, there well, you dang go. it. So close. You were close, yet so far. Um, our next question is their Pokedex entry. And this one is from Liger. It's shield po entry reads, its majestic horns are meant to only to impress the opposite gender. They never see use in battle. Who's that Pokemon? Ooh. Um, Majestic horns? It's huh. majestic horns are meant only to impress the opposite gender. They never see use in battle. I don't remember. Is Galarian Rapidash a unicorn or a binicorn? It's unicorn. Okay. So that's out. Part of me thinks Ndidi, but I don't know if they're horns or not, because gender, ha ha ha. Yeah, yeah I mean, but good point. Huh. Is there something with like big old, big old gender differences, something on the level of like unfezant, or however you pronounce it, um, unfezant, that has huge gender differences? Uh, I mean, I can think of Heracross, but it's not there, and they definitely use them for battle. Mm-hmm. So Dex entries state that. Um never see use in battle. Calyrex doesn't exist yet. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> um Sawsbuck oh, isn't in here. Um, um anything stand? How about No. Yeah, Dubwool, maybe. Maybe Dubwool. Because it's not exactly, you know. Yeah. Oh. Majestic horns. What on earth? I'm gonna need an answer. Uh, I know you are. Um. Yeah, we're keeping the hint for the next question, right? I mean, the next question is the bonus point one, so I guess that yeah. would be wise. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna say Dabwool because. <laughs> just funny yeah uh, I, i'm game if you are that sounds good to me dub wool 
All right. Double is correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is double. It does not use its horns for battle, and they are majestic, apparently. Uh, I could the- not imagine little baby Wulu growing up into someone who just yes. wants to ram people all the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, so I'll give you guys a question uh, to pick which one of these two uh, po- questions you'll have. Um, do you feel good about um, losing losing stats when Pokemon evolve or um, Nendroid figures? Oh, oh God. Oh. Nendroid stats. figures? Uh, I own one, and that's the only relevant one. The N I've one. I've seen them in GameStop, which I'll not shop at anymore, but... Go on with I like the you, stats one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want the stats one? Better. Okay. <laughs> what three dark type Pokemon lose speed after evolving? Hmm. Uh one point per each. You can have a max of three. Because you guys are currently okay. two for three. One that I know is or I'm pretty sure rather, is Murkrow to Honchcrow, because he get thick. That sounds fair enough. Let's keep that on the back burner. Uh-huh. So, uh, things that get, like, armor or that get uh, some or kind just, of... Is there anything that gets dark typing? I don't think Houndor does. That gets a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, does anything weirdly get dark typing? Tyranitar, I think that that's evolves from a cocoon. That's out. Yeah, totally. Um. Hmm. D- is this evolutions thatch or or actually this question doesn't have all the correct answers? So um, I just oh. realized. So because uh, I was looking at it, in, into it. Um, do megas count in this? No, megas do not count. This is pure evolutions. Dang it! Okay. Um, I'm staring at my I'm gonna four you, Sableye plushies because I think there's at least four answers to this that aren't are not. Uh, at least four answers to this, not three. Um, I will give you. Um, I'll give you six attempts to get six three. Attempts, okay. So you can you hmm. can just start shouting them out, and I'll tell you if they're correct or wrong. Okay. <laughs> Want to start with Murkrow? Yes. Uh, Murkrow one. to Honchkrow is correct. Uh, Murkrow has a base speed of ninety one, um, and then Honchkrow's base speed is ninety or seventy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So that is correct. Um, it I is not think... included on this list, but it is. It is very true. <laughs> uh, I think it's because sure. I think it's because they weren't like they were only looking at the sword and shield decks. Oh, yeah. maybe uh, noted. So, <laughs> yes, for sure. Weavile is faster than Sneasel, right? Correct. Yeah, Sneasel's like one fifteen. Weavile's one or something stupid. Anyway, okay. or one hundred five. Um, wait, wait, so wait. With uh, that, are there with that are accidental there any, hint? That are there any like? Hint? Uh, dark bog Pokemon. Um, not that I could something think of. that will go into like a little. Hmm. I'm sorry. Well, my. Hmm. Do we want to cash in the actual hint? Yes. On this one. Yes, we should. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that since we can't use it really anywhere else. Uh, so I'll I'll officially give you the hint that the remaining Pokemon are obtainable in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, wow. currently okay um and that uh let me I'll, I'll give you some gens um one is technically a generation three pokemon hint hint um <laughs> one is uh one is a uh is a gen seven pokemon and the other one is a generation eight pokemon uh and seth really likes him so obstagoon 
Uh, I'm no. thinking. Is Abstagun slower than Galarian Linoon? I don't know. Obstagoon is one of... Is, no, 95. Obstagoon is 95. What is Linoon? What is Galarian Linoon? Hmm. Um, and I really like him. Get that. Sh- <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I feel like maybe Morgrem to Grimmsnarl kind of makes me makes me feel like that might be an answer. Grimmsnarl is oh, pretty dang he's slow. Old. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds fair. I was also thinking about uh, Galarian Meowth. No, Galarian. Sorry, Alolan Meowth to Alolan Persian. I don't know if that counts as a Gen Seven Pokemon though. What te- Gen three technically kind of? Yeah, he did say Gen three technically, um, which was weird. I need some answers. <laughs> Is there uh, Gen three technically? I mean, that that's that's Linoon to Obstagoon. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. Yeah. 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 So let's go with that. Linoon, I yeah. think, is like one hundred five. Uh, Linoon is actually 100 and Elfstegun is 95, so that is correct. Okay. That job. is two. You need one more. There are two more. One's a Gen 7, one is a Gen 8 Pokemon that Seth has a fondness for. Oh, yeah, God. I think I think you're right that it's... <laughs> it puts like... so much pressure on me. <laughs> a dark type I like. Um, uh, I, I think I think it's, it's Harry Boy. I think it probably is. More Grim to Grimmsnarl? Morgrim to Grimmsnarl is correct. Morgrim has a base speed of 70. Grimmsnarl has a base speed of 60. Uh, that gives cool. you three answers. That's all three points. You guys are now five for four. Um, and Incineroar is the other answer. Um, um, Toracat to Incineroar is 95 to 60. I didn't oh. realize Toracat was a dark type. Um, well, I guess it's it's three. I, I guess after a vault, that doesn't make sense. You know what? You're fair. That's the, oh. This question's awkwardly worded. Um, <laughs> it, it it depends on when the dark type. It's also incomplete because it doesn't include Murkrow to Honchkrow. So just yeah. throwing that out there. Um, so that's that. Uh, but you guys are at five points. Our next question is always the base stat question. Uh, this one is going to be from Polly Woe, um, and you're going to hate this. Oh but, boy! Oh, actually, this is gonna this is gonna go really well with the last question. Which not fully evolved normal type Pokemon has the highest base speed? Hmm. Not fully evolved po- normal type has the highest base speed. Ties well, in to other answers we've had today. Yeah. I was about to say, now that we know <laughs> that, that... Sounds like Lainoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anything else that would be along that line. Yeah, not, not a normal type, at least. Uh... Yeah, I'm game if you are, Whimsicott. Just saying. Yeah, it sounds like Galarian Linoon. <laughs> yes. Galarian Linoon is correct. That gives you guys six, six <laughs> points today. That does Somehow. change up the trivia standings. Um, because everybody's actually really close together still. Uh, I'm very impressed with how it's been the past two cycles. You guys stretch them out. You give Anime Gravy their, uh, their run for their money. Um, <laughs> uh, and so... In first place, we have Linian with 19 points. In second place, we have Seth Vilo with 17 points. Yeet. In third place, we have Whimsicott with 16 points. Woo-hoo. In fourth place, we have Sigma with 15. 
In fifth place, we have P. McGee with 14. In sixth place, we have a tie between Sublime and Scrawn for, with nine points. In eighth place, we have a tie between Jushiro and Basket for, with seven points. And we have Dr. Shamu bringing up the rear with six. Uh, that is it for Puckles Pokey Quiz, though. And we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the topic. We here at the Puckle Podcast like hearing from you, the fans, and we have another iTunes review for you this week. This is from Silver. This podcast is great. It's inspired me to make my own podcast. I really like everyone on the podcast. Also, a question for the show. What is your favorite Gigantamax Pokemon from the DLC or the base or both in, or both? Uh, doing keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing and enjoy your fight, Robin. Silver the Lucario. Well, thank you for that. And uh, we will catch everybody on the flip-flop. Please review us wherever you are. It helps more people find the show and helps us become a bigger Puckle family. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today are, I guess, Pokemon challenges? Pokemon, uh, I don't know how to phrase this otherwise, but just uh, just things that help you get replayability out of Pokemon games. Because uh, I can tell you in this time of um, uh, quarantine doesn't have to mean isolation. Um, it just has to mean uh, you have to physically be alone. And one of those things that's easy to do is play a single player game when you do that. And Pokemon's a fantastic one at it. But there's no new Pokemon game coming out. We don't get new content until June outside of raids. But what can we do in the meantime? And we just want to talk about some of our favorites to do and just kind of discuss it and maybe make up some new ones along the way. We'll find out. Who knows? We're very creative people. <laughs> I like to think so. I like to think so, but we're probably wrong, Seth. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, one of the things that I'm doing personally, I was doing this before, you know, things went to uh, when things went down the drain uh, was I've been working on like a Gen 3 living decks. And I, I think if you have older games and that's some, um, I personally like the Gen 3 one specifically just because it's the hardest one to fill. Um, it requires like minimum like five games, mm-hmm. um, like minimum five games to complete the decks in uh, like you either play you're either playing Coliseum and XD or you're playing Leaf Green and Fire Red three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just throwing that out there because, uh, and so, but that's kind of the reason because then I can revisit the games in like the original format. Um, I'm also a sucker for playing games on like their original hardware. And so, like, for, I like this week I actually finished modding like another Game Boy Advance with the backlight. For mm-hmm. fun. Nice. <laughs> Uh, I, I my dreams to have four of them, Seth, so I can play the Adventure of Link Four Swords on GameCube. <laughs> oh my gosh! With backlit Game Boy Advances, that sounds great. Doesn't not sound amazing? Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, I built a new one. I built a new one this week. I have another motherboard ready to go and build another one. Um, I just need to buy a shell and buy a new screen. The screens aren't easy to come by anymore, which is upsetting. Uh, they're, they're getting harder and harder though. They, somebody is making, uh, like a different screen. That's not like the Game Boy SP screen, hmm. but, uh, that's, that's my, uh, that's, Thatch's, Thatch's retro console modding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is also, this is also like the easiest mod you could ever do. So like, if you're, if you want to get into retro modding, Game Boy Advance backlight screens, best place to start. Um, hmm. you literally like, there's a wire that you're supposed to solder, but you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to like it's just it's an option <laughs> it's an option you don't have to though outside of that um yeah i mean th- i like doing that one though because like i said it takes the longest to do <laughs> out of every living decks like i think it's longer to do i think it would take you longer to do a gen 3 living decks than it would take you to do a gen 6 living decks oh yeah you just need like 
four games for that and not like you need so few things from like the opposite versions mm-hmm. and gen 6 and you I can think, do that yeah. like all with gen 6 you don't need to transfer exactly. anything from before Exactly. I think Gen 6 is a really good one to do. Um, Gen 4 is harder to do because you technically need Gen 3 to do Gen 4 uh, mm-hmm. in a couple of places. So yeah. just throwing that out there. Like even with remakes, I don't think you could do the whole decks in Gen 4. Uh, I think I think there's still like a gap or two. I think Tangela specifically, though maybe you can get that in Heart Gold Soul Silver. Oh, the Safari uh, Zone in Heart Gold Soul Silver might fix a lot of those issues. I oh, might be yeah, wrong. That's yeah. True. yeah, that would. Um, yeah. That might fix a lot of those issues. I, I haven't thought about it. I've never, I didn't, I haven't sat down and planned out my Gen 4 living decks yet. Just the Gen 3 one, because that, mm-hmm. that one forces you to play Pokemon Coliseum and XD, unless you want to play Leaf Green and Fire Red three times, uh, <laughs> with a different starter each time, because. Oh, you, of course. Well, no, you have to do it in a different starter, because if you don't play Coliseum, the oh, only yeah, way, no. the only way to get the legendary, um, beasts is to beat the game. And get the national decks with a different starter each time. And then you get one of the legendary Beastful Rome Kanto. Yeah, that's just stupid. Only one. <laughs> uh, and it's based on the starter, so you have to beat the whole game. Ugh. It's Yeah, it's not it's not the easiest headache that I've ever seen. No. Uh, <laughs> it, it is not. So like yeah, I think I mean I think this is a cool thing to do. Like if you're interested in doing something and you're you're a Pokemon fan, there's also some cool things you can only get from like back in Gen 3 when you transfer up. Like, especially from Coliseum and XD, there's, like, Pokemon with, like, exclusive moves that they can't get anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I I definitely suggest it. Like, one of the things that was really big, people used to, um, they could do it in Gen 4 because Munchlax got an egg move that was was self-destruct. But oh, before yeah, that, yeah. the only way to get self-destruct Snorlax, which was a big deal back in the day, back in Gen 4. Hmm. Um, it was a big deal because um, self-destruct and explosion used to also half your opponent's defense. Yep. Yeah. And Snorlax was one of the few Pokemon that could get stabbed by, off of self-destruct. Mm-mm. And so you're effectively doing, like, I think, like, a base 600 attack move with self-destruct. Yeah. Snorlax, yeah. I think Eight. five. Well, yeah, no, 500. Stab, yeah. Because, yeah, 250 mm-hmm. by two. Yeah, but, yeah, still. Well, you did, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. It's 250 plus stab plus... Uh, with half defense. So. With half defense. So it's about 600. Probably higher. Um, a bit yeah. more than yeah, yeah. so it's so, more like 750 so you could yeah it's it's pretty big it's pretty big damage okay yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of damage i miss i miss it being relevant i miss <laughs> i miss self-destruction yeah. relax that was a fun meta okay that was a fun meta it wasn't a good meta but it was a fun meta mm-hmm. you could have a snorlax take out a take out a soy and no problem okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> You'd lose your Snorlax. Uh, we also didn't have team preview back then, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do that I just love doing, and maybe I'm maybe I'm weird for doing it like this, but I would, yes, probably yes. So <laughs> I like certain things in OU, and I tend to be attached to specific Pokemon. So what I like doing is taking my current favorite OU team. If possible, breeding it down to like level one, fully EV train those things, transfer them over to a fresh save, and play through the game Ooh. with those Pokemon. Lovely. Like my, my OU team. You are weird for doing that, but it's a cool weird. Yeah. And like, it's it was because I wanted that feeling of being able to take 
a good Pokemon through a journey with me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit less relevant now because you can change the nature, you can change the everything mm-hmm. else. And yeah, so we can, you can make anything good. Yeah. yeah, so it it's a little different, but it's still just really cool because you could kind of, I could kind of artificially give me those, oh, I played with this Pokemon. It's my, this is my, I don't know, Clefable that I brought through the game with me. It's very special to me. I kind of artificially did that to myself a lot of the time. I love doing that in um, Alpha Sapphire. That was hmm. that was a big fun thing because it's like you could play with them in the base and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you could, back when OU on cart was relevant, you could then take them and use them as OU against someone. It was it was a lot of fun. I, it was a really special thing that I enjoyed doing all the time. And, I'm not against that. Yeah. I'm not against that yeah. at all. I think that's a it sounds problem. adorable. Sounds totally adorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I, I mean, another thing you could do, like, um, this, this kind of rolls off of like even like false swipe gaming, a little bit. Like they go, they go through like the history of like Pokemon competitiveness. Like it would be cool, like just from a collector standpoint, if you like, you're a fan of competitive, and you're also like, I gotta catch them all, mm-hmm. uh, to like get a Pokemon that was like competitively viable in each generation or something like that, and like you can move mm-hmm. it up now. Hmm. You can yeah. move it up and be like, hey, look, this is the Snorlax that would have been really good 20 years ago. <laughs> um, and now it's hot garbage, but it could have been good once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mom says you'll be good one day. <laughs> um, and yeah. I, My I, uncle I, works at Nintendo and he told me that he's going to oh, get God. better. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, just, I want to go get my teleport Clefable at level one or Clefairy, Clefa. No, yeah, uh-huh. Clefairy. That's yeah, it has to be Clefairy because it has to have teleport, which comes from Let's Go. But yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> bring it over into into Sword and Shield, and and I've got the family thing for my Switch, so yeah, I yeah. can just make a new profile, mm-hmm. have online work with it, and then go from there. I, I really want to do that again. Wonderful. That plus a, a little dreepy that's not good until it evolves at like level 50. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. No problem. It'll make it. Okay? Nothing wrong. You There's survived so in five. That's nothing. Yeah. One of my favorites <laughs> is Volcarona. I know this pain. Yeah. Same. Same here. I think Larvesta is better than dreepy. I think I'd rather do a playthrough with Larvesta. However, than if you've fully, if you've done what I did and EV trained it yeah. and natured it, it's a fully special, special attacking Larvesta exactly. until level 50, whatever. <laughs> so it's useless. So it's garbage and it's got a timid nature. So it's even more garbage. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, Another think- thing. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I think I am contractually obligated to mention the Whimsilock here. Contractually, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, to sum it up, before I let Seth go on with what he was about to say, you Nuzlocke Gen 1, you take note of the Pokemon you use, and then you Nuzlocke Gen 2, and the dupes clause applies throughout both of the games, and then you move on to Gen 3, and so on and so on. That should take you a pretty long time to do. Yeah. That should take that I can see being like because now well I don't know how well you can Nuzlocke Gen 8. I, I I'm not familiar with the Nuzlocke scene for it. Um 
I personally don't know that I could do it without being like, oh, I'm just going to run into the Pokemon that I want and can see in the overworld right now. Close your eyes, hit the Joy-Con until you hit, hear the battle music. Uh, I'd be like, oh, that was my first encounter. Oh, and I don't know how well I can I could do that to myself. Uh, I don't I know think, that I, I, think I have the, the self-control. way people are doing it is just closing their eyes. That's all of this sounds stupid and I don't want it. I agree. Uh, <laughs> like that's that's all i can tell you right now i would say i would say just get the first shaking grass encounter but that's a completely different encounter table yeah that's the problem with it so in nuzlocke's um don't work as well in sword and shield and i don't know that's i that's the one thing that i'll say like isn't sword and shield's fault and like wasn't bad game design for sword and shield i think sword and shield doing the half overworld half random was super cool and i'm into it yeah that, no, I loved it too. I think that was the best way to handle it because if they would have gone like full let's go in Sword and Shield, I would have been like, ah, what sellouts, mm-hmm. you know, on top of like everything else that was going on at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would have been like, I would have been like, man, these games are not for me anymore. This is really sad. You had, uh, you had, so, um, then they're just like, no, there's also wild encounters. And the wild encounters are just like, okay, that's cool. And it's a different table, which makes it even better, in my opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. some Pokemon are then stuck in wild encounters. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to overworld encounters. So I, I really like that. I think it hand, was handled very well. I just wish the wild encounters were farther away from the w- overworld encounters. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes like the overworld encounters are just in your waist when you're trying to do a wild encounter or a random encounter. Yeah. But yeah, Seth, I, I think the whips will like something good. Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. My, my other thing that I'm really excited is quote unquote back in a reliable way is the like wonder playthrough which i guess now is the surprise playthrough where you start off you catch six pokemon um and you surprise trade them away which i guess is it's a different way now Mm -hmm. but you you play through the game with whatever you get in that In that surprise or wonder trade, which might be a level 60 Grimmsnarl that doesn't listen to you, or it might be a level one Dreepy that you got six times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I like, when I do that, I like to do a clause where you, if it's a repeat, you get rid of it. You just surprise trade it back. Yeah, I like that. Just because all kind of I would I would hate to sit there like because I, I did them in Gen Six and it was like oh here's six zigzagoons, um, yep. And yeah. It's just like oh, how about we do a game that's fun, yeah, uh, exactly. And not torture. That would be great. Uh, that and that's now the surprise trade yeah. won't break your game anymore. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, this can also be used like instead of doing like only the first six Pokemon, you just do what used to be a Wonderlock. Like so. Your first encounter not being random is not a problem anymore because you're just gonna like surprise trade it away every mm-hmm. route, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. works too. Another thing that you can do now that Nuzlocks are kind of iffy is what I was doing with my playthrough of Shield, which is a not fully evolved playthrough. Oh. Which you can play as a Nuzlocke of sorts or you can just play just plain if you want like an extra spice to your challenge you can set your game mode to set sorry about the unintentional pun and Uh the battles will actually be harder because the stats of your pokemon will not be as high but it you will still like 
be doable, just slightly more challenging, and you get to play with Pokemon that are, on average, way cuter than their evolved form. <laughs> How <laughs> Which dare is why you. I was doing that. Yeah, because... Ferrothorn is much cuter than Ferroseed. I, I think they're equal, equally cute. Um, I was more thinking, like, Raboot over Cinderace, but... It's probably a good thing that I didn't have time to finish that because there would have been a point where I was trying to use Snom and just hurting myself, you know? <laughs> Doesn't it only learn, like, three things? It also has the stats of, like, a wet paper towel. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Mm. Bug ice typing with, like, no stats. It's, it's yeah, horrible. I can, I can die from just switching in. If exactly. it has three layers of spikes down and the steel stealth rock mm -mm -mm -mm. and regular stealth rock, it can just faint from switching in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Zero to 100. And if you're also, if you're also like craving Pokemon content outside of that, like outside of challenges and stuff like that, if you're just like, man, I don't really want to replay, you know, this Pokemon game for the thousandth time, uh, I think it's also worth just going ahead and be, uh, taking a look at some of the ROMs out there. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know, I know some of them are good. Um, I haven't taken the time myself to play them. I do. I've played Ash Gray, um, uh, up until the point where it's over. I, I don't like Ash Gray particularly just because it's mm -hmm. very, um, what's the word? It's very, very linearized because so, they want you to follow like the anime and like mm -hmm. every episode of the anime exists in that game in some fashion. Um, it, uh, in the first season. So like you do follow the anime. It's just very hard to go backwards. Mm -hmm. in that game uh and the, there are things that they do poorly that i think they could have done better um but i didn't make the game it, it is good though if you like if you're just like man i want to be ash ketchum go for it you can do it in ash gray <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you can do it in ash gray without a problem um i know pokemon insurgents is a very good one that people like to play as well as pokemon uranium uh yep. those are two as well uh definitely check those out if you're just like hey i want something a little bit different but i've got nothing else to do and i don't want to play leaf green or fire red or go on the virtual console and play you know red and blue or golden silver which is a mistake but like you can agree <laughs> <laughs> um for me i could for two weeks just plug in headphones and listening listen to the national park music from golden silver so we're okay <laughs> <laughs> Thatch absolutely does not have a bias there. Uh, I I love Gen 2 with all my soul. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. That's painful to hear. I love Yuck. Gen 2 with all... I, I love Gen 2 despite all of its really very apparent flaws. <laughs> um, I, I think from a leveling point, Gen 2 is absolutely horrible. It is impossible to level your Pokemon before like g the 8th gym. Like mm -mm. you just hope you just hope you have a good strategy by gym eight. Um yeah. because up until then all of the wild Pokemon you face are like maximum level twenty-five, maybe. And then it's you're fighting insane. A, and you're fighting like a level forty-five Kingdra after this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, cool, I can do this. No, you can't. No, you can't at all. Yeah. Um I, I do like I mean other outside of that though, they're they're good games. I mean, there's a lot there, and then you also have to do like the grinding to go fight red. If you really want to like 100% it. Yeah, that's, that's where my Soul Silver playthrough died. The grind after that is pretty horrible because even then, like the Mount Silver Wild Pokemon are still only like level in like the low 40 40s. something. Yeah. They're like low 40s. And it's just like, I'm about to go fight a level 88 Pikachu. Let's go. 
Yeah. Uh, yeet. I just gave up. Yeah, no, it's a long grind. I do not recommend it. And it's it's amazing to me that I didn't think to fix that in the remakes. In my mind, the way that that works out, like the Red Encounter in Gold and Silver, like the thing is, like the mindset that we have was not the mindset that we had back in the year 2000, 2001 with video games. Mm. Because now, like, like I did it today because Animal Crossing came out. I can go look up a guide and they can tell me what fish are available right now and I can go do it. Right. Right. Um, right. It, with Gold and Silver, nobody knew the Red Battle was in there when the game came out. Nobody Man. knew about it. Right. Maybe the kid who went and bought the strategy guide. But you'd have to yeah. know a kid who bought the strategy guide. Not everybody bought the strategy guides. And it, it was a much different time. And you'd have. Yeah. And so, like, this is one of those things where, you know, as a kid, I even after I beat the game, I'd be running around training my Pokemon just because I want to go fight, you know, my friend on the playground mm-hmm. um, at the age of like 10 or 11. And <laughs> and I'd want to do that. So I'd be running around. And this is one of those things where like, oh, well, I finally got through Mount Silver and you get to the top. and You're like, oh, crap, this is red. But your team's already ready because you've been doing this for weeks anyway. Just mm. grinding, just grinding in your spare time so you could beat Richie on the playground. <laughs> and yeah. And so, like, it's just one of those things. Like, I think that's, I, and for us now, we go, oh, well, we know the red battle's there. Right. So we go, we go from this point to this point to this point to this point to red. Yeah. I suppose. And, like, and I never, I, I never had a playground when I had Pokemon. That, that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. Well, that's how I put it. But like, I mean, the mentality of game design back in the early 2000s versus the mentality of game design now is drastically different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the worst or for the better. I don't know yet. Um, a little bit of both, maybe. <laughs> a little bit of both. Where's my dungeons, Pokemon Sword and Shield? Where are my dungeons? <laughs> uh, that's all I want to know. Just tell me where they are. I just want to know where they are. Yeah, here, here's another method that I know uh, a couple other people, including Linian, have done before. Especially when a new gen comes out and you're trying to learn the new Pokemon. It, and this kind of all goes back to replaying the game with artificial rules imposed on yeah, yourself yeah yeah that, that's most of what we're doing right <laughs> only only play with that gen's pokemon yeah uh, where it really gets you to get used to the new things and you know maybe you'll find a new favorite order a copy mm-hmm. of leaf green on the internet and <laughs> play with your gen one pokemon because you're forced to play with your gen one pokemon yeah <laughs> but like this reminds me uh, this reminds me of the time i tried to do uh, gen was it six or seven uh, one of those i was doing an as look and then i looked at my party when it was complete and it was like five out of six were gen one pokemon i was like nope it must have been yeah. gen six yeah um, probably <laughs> that was probably gen six because gen six is just gen one part two yeah um, basically it was like here's your here's a cool new starter now we only put six we only put 60 new pokemon in <laughs> um <laughs> also here now have a kanto starter after yeah. you walk through the Viridian Forest, copy paste. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think and- I think it was Gen Seven though, because it was like, okay, you have your starter, and now you have like um, a Pidgey, a Slowbro, a Magnemite, an Abra. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Gen Seven. The Drowsy is up front too. Yeah. Oh man, that's true. I would love to do a Smeargle playthrough or something. That'd be weird. Oh. Smeargle's not a good Pokemon, like, at all. That's why it would be fun. (laughs) Attacking stats of base 10. Yeah. You'll never get anywhere. He's really bad. He's really, really bad. Uh, Yeah. Metronome run. (laughs) Coming at your life. (laughs) 
I gotta look up how to get Smeargle for my for my playthrough for my uh, Gen three living decks. Actually, I forget where to get him. With uh, Grimmsnarl, you can get Prankster Metronome, I think. Ooh. Oh. Maybe. Maybe does it learn that? No, I gotta look it up now. No, <laughs> most people don't get Metronome. Yeah, I think it's like maybe. A oh dozen my gosh, it's Pokemon. a TR. Is it a TR? Oh. Oh. They brought yeah. it back. And it gets Prankster and and Grimstar gets it. Prankster oh, Metronome kids. Here we go. What a place. <laughs> uh, that's go. a horrible challenge. Do not put that on yourself. Look at all the Pokemon that get it via TR. Oh my word. There are so many of them. Oh wow. Uh, Sableye, another Prankster Metronome. I don't yes. suppose Whimsicott gets it. <laughs> you would be I mean, correct. Uh, Jirachi gets it. Ooh. <laughs> metronome run guys you heard it here first uh you can catch smeargle in pokemon emerald in the battle frontier there is a random cave that is just called the artisan cave and it literally only holds wild smeargle why does machamp get what metronome? a fun place yep i mean it, it's got a lot of fingers no, it was just it was just Gen three where they're just like, oh god, how do we fit everybody in? Where do we put them? And that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> Why does guys skip metronome? Okay, you're done with this metronome nonsense. Uh, okay, but I, I'm I, stopping. I think we've given people plenty of uh, plenty of fun things to try. Uh, and on that note, I think it's a good place for us to to take a break, and then we'll be back at them right after this commercial um, with uh, with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes four minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Poke of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 807, Zeraora, the Thunderclap Pokemon. Its Pokemon Shield Pokedex entry states, Electricity sparks from the pads on its limbs. Wherever Zeraora runs, lightning flashes and thunder echoes. Zeraora <laughs> has always been one of those Pokemon that's like meh, because Landorus existed, but now it doesn't. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually, from what Seth is telling me, good now. Yeah. Because I haven't played much OU. I've been doing Battle Spot and VGC. And so it's H- base HP is 88, which is all right. Base attack 112. That's not terrible. 
It's better than Tapu Coco. Better than Tapu mm. Coco, that's for sure. Uh, base defense no, wait, no. of 75. Tapu Coco is also gone, which no longer outshines it because it's gone. Wait, no. It's actually worse than Coco with attack. Coco's 115. <laughs> I'm thinking special attack. Go special on. Special attack of 102. That's better than Tapu Coco. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, and then a special defense of 80. Um, it has a decently okay wide move pool. It's not like super. It's like fighting electric, some dark. Um, you missed and, the most important stat, Thatch. Uh, oh, his speed is 143. Yeah, it's, it's a speedy boy. Thatch, can you remind me what Dragapult's speed is? Is it 143 as well? No, no it's, it's 142. 142. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. This A lot of life makes sense now. And it gets Ice Punch, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> knockoff. And knockoff. Knockoff and Ice Punch. So good for good for it. I'm very excited, to, uh, especially because it's o, it's OU, so you can you can bring stuff from past gens, unlike uh, Battle Spot. Mm-hmm. I, I've been stuck in Battle Spot, and it's really weird because like I used to love OU, and I still do. I just wish I could play it on my cart. Mm-hmm. Like that's literally the only difference. If I could play OU on my cart, I would play more OU. Yeah, I I really miss that ability. Uh, maybe it'll come back because like they have shown like the Battle Spot timer they did increase to 20 minutes from 15. Mm-hmm. So maybe i don't know if it's just because they don't have faith in their servers or or what it is but we'll see I can hope uh but take us through this team seth you, you this is this is your your baby yeah absolutely so we're starting off with zara aura itself it's holding leftovers which might sound weird but it's actually really good on it because you can absorb a whole lot of stuff with your ability volt absorb there's a lot of electric moves flying around right now there are it's got a it's got max attack, max speed, the leftover and special defense, just to put it somewhere. Jolly nature, so your maximum speed. You outrun every Dragapult out there, except Scarf variants, because people are insane. Move set. Bulk up. Plasma fists. Knock off and close combat. So the idea is you hop in with Zera Aura on, like, a Volt Switch or something like that, and just absorb it, tank it. And then you hit bulk up as they switch in their counter, which is now no longer a counter. Things like Clefable that are physically defensive, with bulk up, you break past it. Mm-hmm. And Leftovers lets you keep going, bypass some hazard damage, things like that. And it, it's actually surprisingly good. It's Close combat's great for hitting steals, and especially Ferrothorn, who likes to come in. Knockoff is both really good and does a lot of damage if it hasn't already been knocked off. And you can, that's what you use to, to bop Dragapults. But also, if Zera Aura comes in in the middle of the match, you can use Knockoff to start wearing down its counters. Things like Kamo O. You knock off its leftovers, it now has no source of healing. And yeah, that's the Zera Aura. Its partner that we're having that adds a little bit of spice to this team is spice. another electric type. So, so one of the things that just really sucks for Zera Aura is ground types. And we don't like them because they, they stop our primary stab move. So we've got Rotom Heat holding a ring target hmm. which for those of you who don't know when you're holding a ring target type based immunities no longer are immunities yay exactly so you have rotom heat with ring target and trick so when oh. seismitoad loves to come in like it does you swap its item for a ring target it is now no longer immune to electric and actually weak to electric <laughs> that's fun i'm into yeah. it i love it Mm-hmm. The rest of the moves are fairly standard for Rotom. Before I get there, though, it's got 248 HP for um, entry hazard reasons, because you're not wearing boots. 
8 special defense and 252 speed, just and with a timid nature to be speedy as quick as you can. Move set, volt switch, overheat, pain split, and that trick that I mentioned earlier. Pain split can be something like nasty plot or a status move of your choice if you want it to be, but you want Rotom Heat to be healthy, especially in the QREM meta. So, mm-hmm. yep, that's the two. Rotom is there to support Zera Aura and make things that would be a counter actually quite the opposite. Uh, okay. Yep. So I'll jump in because I am not an OU player, but I, so Seth brought this team and he's like, yeah, this Corviknight's weird for OU. Um, and I'm like, no, this is standard Corviknight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because this is, this is very similar to the Corviknight you'd play in Battle Spot singles. It's 248 HP, 48 defense, and 208 special defense. Is that spread for a specific threat, Seth? Off the uh, top of your the, head? It, it's just max HP. 48 yeah. defense guarantees the two-hit KO on Excadrill with oh, one of the moves right. you're about that's to correct. mention. That's correct. And then just the rest in special defense. And so uh, Ironhead, Roost, Defog, and the best move to come out of Gen 8, in my opinion, Body Press. Right? <laughs> oh it, my gosh. It's a fighting-type move based on defense, which is great. I'm into it. I love it. It put it in my mouth. It's great. <laughs> it's just the best. Uh, and then there's Clefable with Magic Guard. I, I feel like I'm back in whatever gen clefable was in which is all of them and mm-hmm. uh clefable with magic guard so you can't toxic it you can't do anything this is pretty standard defensive clefable that seth was like that's why i bulk up on zero aura for yep mm-hmm. 252 hp 252 defense bold nature moon blast soft boil stealth rock and thunder wave it's just gonna make you go slow it's gonna last forever and it's gonna try to moon blast you yeah if it yep. has to if it has to, and if you're this Dragapult, it probably has to. <sighs> it's a pretty standard choice specs Dragapult. It has Infiltrator, of course. That's a very good ability for this Pokemon. Just max special attack, max speed, four special defense, team in nature, because you want to reach anything that isn't a Zero Aura. And <laughs> it's got the classic Shadow Ball, Dracometeor, Fire Blast because of all the Ferrothurns and stuff, and U-Turn because your choice locked, you want to be able to pivot. Ooh. And rounding up, you need to have a Dracovish counter on the team, and that's Gastrodon. Holding Leftovers, Ability Storm Drain, Max HP. It's actually only got 104 defense, because that's enough to take like a crunch from um, Dracovish. And the rest goes into special defense, that's 152. So, as I have been kindly informed by Seth Vilo, it can actually tank two Draco Meteors in a row from the aforementioned Specs Dragapult. It's got a Calm Nature, Scold Recover, Earth Power, Amnesia, pretty standard Gastrodon, except maybe for that Amnesia, not all of them are running them. I've seen Toxic on older Gastrodon sets, but this is a pretty cool one. Ooh. I mean, this is a fun team. I might try it out. I, I keep saying I'm going to try out every single week, and I only try out like <laughs> half the teams because mm. it's just so much Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Animal Crossing came out, so I'm not going to make any promises. Right. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> uh, the first Animal Crossing in seven years just came out, so I, I might be a little preoccupied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But it's, uh, it's very cool. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm disappointed to see Clefable still relevant, Seth. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's arguably, it's the currently the best Pokemon in OU. Seth, this doesn't make me happy. I know. The biggest thing, and you're going to laugh at this, the biggest thing that made it so good is the buff to teleport. 
because you can throw a wish in the air. And that's something you could do with this team, too, if you really wanted. Change your change the Gastrodon to Seismitoad, have it set your Stealth Rock. Change the Clefable to the Wish Teleport set so you can heal things, because you guarantee the Wish lands without a hit on what you want it to land on. Wonderful. Wow. Wonderful. Thanks, Clefable, for always being it's, there for us. I love Clefable. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Pokemon of all time. So Is it I because of the design of Clefable or because it's just been good forever? I it hasn't been good forever. Like the belly drum set in Gen 4 was terrible, but That's I true. loved it. It the Gen 4 I think Clefable became good in Gen 6. It yes, was one when of the it fairy. when it gained fairy type. It was Yeah, it was and it had the exact same set. It did. Almost exactly the same set. Yep. But it's it's one of my favorite Pokemon, so I'm I'm a sucker for it. I can't help myself. <laughs> It's okay. I'll forgive you this time. Thank you. (laughs) But on that note, uh, we're going to take a short break and we're going to shift gears over to the mailbag. It's mail time! Send in your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And this is the segment of the show where we go ahead and we read your emails that you send into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And we just hang out and do cool things. And uh, we, we read your emails. If you make a good one that sparks conversation, we give you what's called the Green Tauros badge, which is just a really cool lime green roll on the Discord server. <laughs> So you it can, does not you can, make you a Disney villain. It does not make you a Disney villain, as opposed to some people <laughs> in this conversation's <clears throat> beliefs. <clears throat> Don't know who that might be, but <laughs> <laughs> I was also informed that I, I mispronounced Gaston. Uh, oh, it's so. pronounced beautiful man. <laughs> uh, but moving on, our first uh, email this week, uh, th- we have a bunch of emails because we recorded very early uh, the week previous because I had to make a uh, special trip that weekend for family for family matters. So uh, we do have some from last week and we have one from last week and one from this week. So our first one is, is from Ernesto and I forget what he's answering the question for, but uh, <laughs> I think he's just talking about how much he loves Pokemon now, which is kind of okay with me. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Seth, tell me more about uh, about Ernesto. You got it. I'm going to apologize ahead of time if there's jingles in the background because my cat is nuts and crazy. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, Puckle Gang. I've just discovered the podcast after Sword and Shield reinvigorated my love of the Pokemon video game franchise and wanted no needed... Wanted, no needed, (laughs) I can't read, to digest everything I could about Pokemon, so I went back and listened to the shows from release on. Oh, thank God, not that far back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to give some thoughts on the games, since you guys discuss the community complaints every now and then. First, while I get Dexit sucked for hardcore players, it was very approachable for newer players to get into collecting. With the help of a friend, I completed the 400 Galar Pokemon and have the Shiny Charm. Good wait, job wait. on that. Time out. I want to I wanna dispel a common misconception about mm-hmm. Sword and Shield that I hear all over the community, which is related to that sentence. Mm-hmm. Because everybody says, well, it's a smaller deck, so it's easier for me to get the Shiny Charm. Tell me what the requirements for the Shiny Charm were in Sun and Moon. Anybody. <laughs> collect all the sun and moon decks pokemon Cl- finish yep. the sun and moon decks which was smaller yep. than the decks in sword and shield 
The reason the Sword and Shield Pokedex was easier to fill and more people filled it compared to previous generations was because they put fully evolved Pokemon in the wild area. That yeah. is yeah. that Including is the reason. Ones. Yes, that is the reason. It is not because the decks was smaller. Everybody keeps saying this, and it is not true. The reason people finish it is because it was just easier to do. Mm-hmm. Like I could go catch a Conkelder. I didn't have to waste my time trading back trading back and forth with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I could go catch the Conkelder. I could go catch the Rhyperior. I could go catch you know um, a Dusknor. I didn't have to go find the evolution items and then trade them with you and all this other stuff. Um, that is, that is a bigger factor in why people finish the the Pokedex this time around than than the number of Pokemon. I'm just throwing it out mm-hmm. there. That's that is, I guess, technically a hot take because nobody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. I just find it very frustrating that people say, "Well, the decks is smaller, so it's easier for me to fill." I'm like, you know what? There was a deck that was smaller than this that you didn't fill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, well. Moving on, though, I've been able to get six competitive shinies. I would probably be hunting for number two at this time without it. It leaves the possibility that the rest will be added later. Again, it will be way more approachable for me and others who have taken generations off to chip away at a full living dex. That that part I will agree with. That part I will yeah. agree with. <laughs> it's kind of a slow... A slow I, I don't mind or, the way they're doing it. I just wish they would have announced yeah. this was the way they were doing it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway, the introduction of more Pokemon also gives the VGC seasons as some things will fall out of new as new additions join. Keeps the game fresh without making sweeping changes to the stats. Second, the quality of life changes are awesome. Innate experience all, accessing boxes from anywhere, two daycares, passing egg moves without breeding are all great changes that make our lives easier. So, yes. Thank God. Mm -mm. Third. Den raids are awesome. I have been able to catch multiple shinies and high IV Pokemon in them. It's also nice to load up the YCOM and replenish my EXP candies. Now, I don't want you guys to think I'm secretly a Nintendo of America or Game Freak employee. The game definitely has their faults. The story was butchered. Last I played Diamond Pearl yeah. Platinum and that, yeah, that story took you across Sinnoh to stop Team Galactic. You were paired with multiple NPCs to do side stories. The end game was loaded with stories and legendaries, including my favorite, the Regi transfer for Regigigas. The in-game lore of Dialga and Palkia was fleshed out. In Swish, your only goal was to beat Leon and his undefeated Charizard. Multiple times, I expected to be forced to go deal with the chairman and his cronies, but Leon handled it and sent us on to the next gym. I get that more stuff will come out in the DLCs, but it would have been nice if there was a trio in-game or an actual team to battle. (laughs) Anyways, I think I've rambled enough. Keep up the great work. From bigger Charizard fan than Leon, Ernesto. (laughs) There were no dungeons. I'm just saying. There were no dungeons. <laughs> There's no Zubats. No, no, there, no, there weren't. Like, there were no dungeons. Like, we had classic dungeon, like, examples of dungeons throughout Pokemon. Let's go to Gen 1. I, I don't think all of them need to be Gen 1, but, like, there there was no, like, Mount Moon. Mm-hmm. There was nothing uh, to the extent, absolutely, like, the, uh, um, like, the Silphco building. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's nothing like the Team Rocket hideout, which, that's fine. That's probably for the best. And then, yeah, I mean, there's there was nothing like that. That was that was probably my biggest gripe was because like that that's something that I think like having those kinds of like hurdles and obstacles are like I at least if it's a Pokemon game, I have to find a card key. OK, <laughs> I have to find a card key at some point. And I didn't get to find a card key in Sword and Shield because I think even mm-hmm. in Sun and Moon, like you get a card key for the Aether Foundation. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you unlock the elevator or something, yeah. You do it in X and Y too. You get a card key. And then you Yeah, also- this time probably Sonia did for you. <laughs> I think I think the best review I read of Sword and Shield story wise was that it sounds like Leon's having more fun playing the game than you are. <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. Because <laughs> they have so many instances where like, it's like, oh, a story's about to happen. And then it's just like, oh, Leon did it. And, yeah. and um, I think it was an overcorrection because like we've talked about like in the past where it's like, oh man, we really want to see the champions and the gym leaders like do things and have a role in story. And Not that is as much, no. And that's that's the one thing we did see happen in Sword and Shield. I will give them that. I think they just did it too much. Yeah, they just 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 forgot to give us a role in the story as well. Well, because well, I mean, there's there's a few things you could have done to improve it. Like you know how um, there's that point where like the Pokemon just randomly Gigantamax. Oh and yeah, Leo's that was like, the I worst got. offender. And then he goes, "Oh, I got this." You can improve that so simply by being like two Pokemon Dynamaxed. And then you take one out and then Leon takes one out. And like that way, it's like more foreshadowing that like you're on the same level as Leon. Yeah. No, small child. Continue on to the gym. Continue on to the gym. This will be no problem for me. Ha <laughs> ha. It's the it's literally Superman is in the game and mm-hmm. you're uh, and you're playing. I don't need, I don't know. Static shock and <laughs> like a very unknown uh, DC superhero. <laughs> And so, like, he's just like, I got this. You, you keep on doing your training. Like, I, I really wish there were more moments where it's just like, hey, could you help me out and stuff like that. Like, even yeah. like, you, you want to talk about a champion being included in the story and being shown as a champion? I hate to do this to you, Seth, but Generation Two, I know, a- and in the remakes, mm-hmm. you, you got right. to battle like right alongside Lance. He lets you help right. him out, and yeah. it, was, it was done so well. And if they would have had more moments like that with Lance with Leon, I think the game would have been that much better. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. I think like even if like there was still the one Pokémon the Dynamax, but Leon needed your help to take it out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Leon's going to be strong, but you he needed like a little extra hit hit like kick in the pants. Honestly, there were several points in the story where I was like if you cut out the middleman, the middleman being Hop, this becomes oh, yeah. so much more engaging. I will like, say Hop had a really good like character arc. Yeah. For sure. It was a very cool I character I loved pushing arc. him into depression. <laughs> <laughs> he had a really good character arc, though. I was very I was very impressed, like, for the character arc. Like, there are places. I just think, they, I guess the question is, like, a very depressing, like, at what cost? Right? Like, at what cost did we get these things? And was yeah. is it worth the things that we lost to get the things that we gained? And I I will say, I, how many months has it been now? Like, four months? Uh, four months later, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that it was the uh, it was like they were all worth it, but the, I mean it's not saying there aren't good things though. Mm-hmm. There, there are definitely still good things. I I think it was a fantastic thing to add Pokemon in the wild that you could catch and finish the decks much easier because oh, yeah. I think it I think it was a pointless grind for me to have to trade my Conkolder or not my Conkolder but my Girder to Seth so that he could send it back to me and I could have Girder in my Pokedex. I think that's absolutely Agreed. stupid, and I like that I can just go catch the Conkolder, but. Yeah, I, I think I think in terms of the things we lost, like dungeons and card keys, specifically card keys. Hashtag bring card back keys card keys. Not, not <laughs> hashtag bring back national decks. Hashtag bring back card keys. If there's a card key in the DLC, I blame you. Dude, if there is, if there is, I'm just saying. That's the way it needs to be. That's the way it needs to be. Okay, moving on then. One more email. This one is from Trainer Sleeves. Uh, and what was it? Scott's got this one. Yeah, I got it. She says, hello, Puckle Crew. 
It's your girl Sleeves, and this is an email I've been wanting to write for a while. At the time of writing this, which is March 18th, it's my birthday! Oh, really? I know someone else with a March 18th birthday. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I wonder who that is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Happy birthday, Sleeves. Sorry we're a bit late. But by now, that's past. So, screw it. Let's get into the topic. I was super excited to play this game since it was announced along with the DLC. I'm an avid Mr. Dungeon fan, but I've never played through other Blue Rescue team before, so this remake was a whole new experience for me. I played as Trico, and my partner was a female machop named Ruthie. Oh, that's cute. Our team name was the Huntsmans, which is a name I've been using for a while. But looking back, naming us the Lizard Ladies wouldn't have been bad either. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. so good. <laughs> machop is just a lizard. Shush, shush. Lizard Ladies is a better name. Yeah. No, I mean, like, literally, Machop is just a reptile human. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, although it was a little tough sometimes, without having a major flying weakness and the game being merciless against grass types, I still thought it was a fun challenge to beat it, well, to beat it this way using strategy. I was also kind of expecting the partner NPC to be a bit of a handful. Ruthie was actually really helpful in battle with a rock and steel coverage. In fact, the only NPC I had problems with is this one, Wismur, who used uproar on the entire monster house I had used a petrify orb on. That got me uh, really upset. Ugh. All in all, I think that this was a solid addition to the series. I was worried that Mr. Dungeon was dying, but seeing this remake might bring it back to life. I'm excited to see more Mystery Dungeon in the future, and more Mystery Dungeon remakes would also be nice too. I hope it retains the same style as this game, because the watercolor art style was beautiful. Anyway, that's all from me, so catch you all in the flip-flop trainer sleeves. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that game, I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed XD. Like, the story was very good. I was very happy with it. Like, it was as good as I expected it to be. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't Breath of the Wild. But it was good. Yeah. I mean, uh, Breath of that, that, that we could talk for an entire show about how much story that game has or hasn't, and how much story it feels like it has, which is something you can have a lot of opinions on. I think a game feeling like it has story is more important than a game having actual story. I agree. Is the difference between a digital novel <laughs> or an interactive novel and a, uh, and a video game? <laughs> In my opinion. I mean, hashtag Gen 6, it had a lot of story and it, no, it didn't, didn't feel like it most of the time. Yeah, I think I think it's more important to feel like a lot of people have fond memories of Pokemon, especially people coming back from like older generations. And they go, oh, man, it used to have so it used to feel so big, so immersive. And then you go play it back and play it. And it's just like, no, not really. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but like it felt like it had story because you're just mm. like, oh, I'm going to these like vague places then yeah. you fill in your own headcanon. Uh, that's yeah. why I always say, like, headcanon is very important to Pokemon. Mm-mm-mm. Which is kind of sad, because it's a little bit lost in Sword and Shield. Because yeah. a, lot of, a lot of things have been defined already. I think the only thing that's, like, slightly vague is that... Um, what's the rock-type gym leader's name? Um, I forget his name. Uh, Gordy. Gordy. Gordy is, Gordy is Melanie's son. Like, there's, like, slight disagreements about that, but it's definitely true. I think it's canon because it's like in the guidebooks or something like that. It might, I think it's in the guidebooks, but it's not in the game. Yeah, um, there's like a reference to it being her son, but not exactly. Mm. But like everything's so defined, which is really slightly upsetting. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I, I want, uh, we, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, we don't know what we don't want until we get it. And, uh, then we go, oh, this probably wasn't the way we want it. Like, we want, we want the champion to take a more active role in the universe. Well, maybe not, not that like much. Not like that. <laughs> You know, we want uh, we want the Pokedex to be easier to complete. We want you know a couple other things, and like some of them were good. They were hit pretty well. Card key in uh, in the Sword and Shield uh, oh DLC. Oh my god, though. it's happening. <laughs> but on that note, if you want to email us next week, you could email us at pucklepodcast@gmail.com and let us know what some of your favorite challenges to do are, or what are you going to start doing? Maybe uh, we we'd love to hear from you. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can follow us on Twitter, over on Twitch, over on facebook or even instagram you can catch us over there doing pokemon things um just talking uh, you can also more importantly come to the discord and talk with us and see how things are going uh, you can also watch more content like i said over on twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast at youtube.com slash puckle podcast you can even support the show by going over to patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast and getting cool things like uh, pokemon distributions access to the puckle breeder bot and that it's always a good time you can also go ahead Subscribe to us on Twitch. You could buy something from T Public, or you could get ten percent off with code Puckle over at Fight Ramen and get some nummy yummy noodles. Woo! Um, I know they. I think they, their Kickstarter finished, right? Correct. As yeah. of time of recording, yesterday. Yes. yes. So it's uh. So it finished. So expect spicy ones in a couple months. In a couple months, it's going to take a while. More <laughs> yeah, delicious ramen that I cannot get in Europe. Darn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. But on that note. Thank you for being here, guys. I hope everybody's doing well. And uh, wash your hands. Uh, here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, uh, I've been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest whimsicott. And I've been Seth Vila. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I already said that, it's closing time. Yeah.
we here at Puckle would like to thank all of our patrons who make the show possible and as well as just give us a bunch of awesome stuff to uh, work with and improve the show. Uh, I put out a video earlier this week thanking all of you for your continued support. Some changes to the tiers that are coming. You should see those changes reflected on patreon.com slash buckle podcast later this week. But I do thank all of you for supporting the show in as much as you have and as much as you could. It's just amazing to me and I really appreciate it. And on that note, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and read all of your names as I do every week because I I'm just ah man I'm blown away and I I want to thank all of you for making this possible and I'd like to reiterate as always none of us make money from this show it all goes back into the show making it bigger and better and it's very exciting because we can do a lot with your support so once again thank you and without further ado Thank you to Greg, Viger, Dooley, Cordia, Snickle, Rob, JT Rex, Big Chonk, The Fluffiest Ones of Cut, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Piccolo, Ryan, John, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Sheldon, Michael, CR Perkins, Bodtech, Swampertata, Gone Corfish, and Amanda, Chris, Andrew, Alex, Kenneth, Michael, Jordy, Ellen, Jacob, Bear, Nicholas, Holden, Justin, Launchpad, McQuack, Craig, Joey, Matthew, Sheon, John, Jonathan, Merlander, Caleb, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, Robert, the Golden Klefki, DGZ, the British Gent, Brian DeWolf, Dylan, Trevor, TJ, Keegan, Peach, Doc Knox, Dennis, Farmer Fox, Echo, Edub, Jonathan, Disco, Calypso, Kelvin, Taylor, Mike, Colt, a legionary, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Crocodiles and Crocs, Michael, Tim, equals Dylan, Andrew, Old Man Tup, Jesse, David, Super Chad, Chan, Chandman, Lord Corbinick, Harvey, Lotto, Jordan, Raymond, Brock, Ed, Louise, Cal- Kevin, Nico, Hayden, Voltaire, Calvin, Justin, Luke, Matthew, Neleb, South, Brandon, Block, iStarly TV, Zach, Kenneth, Prime Rib, Elfeets, Jeremy, Gigantamax Metapod, Sammy, Graham, Greg, Alec, Christopher, Yegler, Mikey, Christopher, Kevin, Chris, Darkflame, Halfle Review, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Shira, Zardi, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, William, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Sarah, Dylan, Joseph, Treby, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. Thank you to all of you. That is a lot of names now. I appreciate it. I will catch you guys all in the flip-flop. And again, you're awesome. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.